Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning. Welcome to Thursday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. There are 170,000 properties at risk of flooding in Cook County, nearly eight times the number indicated in federal government flood maps, which means Cook County has the second most homes in the nation facing a hidden flood risk. That's according to researchers at the nonprofit First Street Foundation. They say the federal maps don't account for flooding from heavy rains, which is the type of flooding that most impacts inland cities like Chicago. Jeremy Porter is the head of climate implications research at First Street. Sadly, a lot of people think that if they have homeowner's insurance, they think they're protected against flood. And unless they have a specific flood policy, they are not. FEMA is the federal agency that makes flood risk maps. A spokesperson there said the maps are designed to show minimum standards for floodplain management, not to predict where it will flood. So we've all been hearing about the uptick in COVID cases lately. You might know somebody who's recently been infected. Here's a little update on what's going on with the virus right now, based on a report from The Washington Post. This variant folks are being infected with is officially called EG5. It's a sub-variant and descendant of Omicron, which is still the world's most prevalent coronavirus strain. Folks on Twitter and some media outlets have nicknamed EG5 as Eris, in keeping with Greek nomenclature. But the World Health Organization is not officially calling it Eris. What they are saying is that EG5 has created an increase in cases. It has narrowly surpassed other Omicron descendants in the U.S. And according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, EG5 now accounts for the largest proportion of COVID cases in the nation. It has caused an increase in COVID hospitalizations, but it's not increasing the number of deaths or cases in intensive care. Folks who are more vulnerable are the ones who have been more vulnerable, older adults and folks who are immunocompromised. Every researcher and health organization quoted by The Washington Post is stressing that the uptick doesn't mean we should panic, but this quote-unquote pandemic is over rhetoric and culture are harmful. And they're saying if you haven't received booster shots or been vaccinated in the past six months, you should plan to go ahead and do so. Are you still taking COVID precautions? We want to hear from you on the rundown. What steps are you taking? How are you feeling about the push to return to normal? You can call us and let us know. Leave a message at 312-948-4632 or go to your voice memo app and send us a voice recording to therundownpod at wbez.org. You can say your name, where you're calling from, and your answer to the question. And you might just hear your voice on an upcoming episode of The Rundown. The $231 million investment that Comet has proposed is the single largest investment in transportation electrification in the state. That's Mega Lactura, the state of Illinois' EV officer, talking about some recent news from Commonwealth Edison. The company is spending $231 million over the next three years to bolster renewable energy infrastructure across northern Illinois. Residential customers can get rebates if they install things like heat pumps or solar panels at home. And some of the money will go toward rebates for companies that want to upgrade their vehicle fleets to EVs. ComEd is also introducing a new EV charging delivery rate for non-residential customers. That'll offer an alternative to demand-based pricing as more people buy electric vehicles. 
and 15 more communities, all in the Chicago area, will join the EV Readiness Program, which is designed to teach local leaders how to prepare for more demand for electric vehicles. The 2023 Illinois State Fair has begun, and to ring in the festivities, officials unveiled an 800-pound buttery bovine yesterday. Now, what is a buttery bovine? My colleague Mawa Iqbal has more on that. The life-size butter sculpture features dairy farmer Laura Lee Schultz milking one of her cows. Schultz is from Orangeville, about 40 miles northwest from Rockford. She says this year's calcium creation and an accompanying butter sculpture of her young daughter with the calf celebrates dairy farm families like hers. What isn't more fun than ice-cold milk, creamy ice cream, and gooey cheese made with milk produced on the over 400 dairy farms across the great state of Illinois. Visitors will be able to see both sculptures inside chilled spaces at the state fairgrounds in Springfield. That was my colleague Mawa Iqbal. The fair runs until August 20th. And now for a few quick hits. Despite dozens of mosquito pools testing positive for West Nile virus, no human cases have been reported in Illinois so far this year. Last year, there were 33 cases of the virus and seven people died. But a recent report from the Chicago Department of Public Health says the risk for human contamination is currently moderate. Chicago is known by experts as a hotspot for the virus. Scientists have not reached a consensus as to why that is, but studies show that the virus is prevalent in big cities and areas near bodies of water. Health officials say key steps to avoid the virus include draining any standing water around your home and wearing insect repellent when you're outside. Nicholas Cummings. He's been corporation counsel for the city of Evanston for two years. He was supposed to leave that post this week and become general counsel for the Chicago Park District. But Cummings withdrew before even starting the job, which pays nearly six figures. Because news surfaced of a federal civil rights lawsuit accusing him of using racial slurs in Evanston. Cummings said he told Chicago Parks District officials about the accusations in job interviews. As for the weather, it's mostly sunny today except for a few clouds this afternoon. High temperatures in the high 70s to low 80s. And that's it for the rundown today. Thanks for listening. I'm Erin Allen. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.